0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1158.
1: That just because you can't do something today doesn't mean that you won't do it tomorrow. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews
0: with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, John Mills. Hey, John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready to go. All right. John Mills is a longtime SCCA race car driver and a championship GT3 racer who has held lap records at the Mid Ohio Sports Car Course and Grattan Raceway. He is a seasoned fabricator, which allows John to design and build his own race cars specializing in custom roll cages, which he also builds for other racers. In 2008, John suffered a traumatic brain injury that had immeasurable effects on his life. After a long rehabilitation, he returned to racing with a focus on helping others. He promotes brain injury awareness, and he's part of the Racing Safety United, or RSU, a new driver safety advocacy group with representatives from many areas in motorsports. So, John, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career, your racing, and a
1: very obvious passion for automobiles? Yes, I definitely have a passion. My passion is in road racing. Um, My father took me to Middle Isle when I was very young, and I grew up there. That's my home track. He's always, you know, I've always been surrounded by race cars. My brother started racing, and I started racing. Now, you know, then I had my accident, and now I'm still racing, but I've kind of readjusted trying to uh, get into motivating and inspiring brain injury survivors. Absolutely. Well, I'm
0: I'm really thrilled and honored to have you here today, and I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. I'm all about inspiring other people uh, by talking to inspirational people, which you are one of them, so I'm excited to share your story. But first, As we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's had some value in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, John, take the wheel. Um, I guess,
1: you know, one one of the things that helped me the most through my recovery from uh, a traumatic brain injury was that just because you can't do something today doesn't mean that you won't do it tomorrow. Mm. I've used that because I fall down many, many times, but then I get back up.
0: Yeah. You've taken what was a very serious injury, recovered mostly from it, and gone back into racing. But the fact that you're using that, and I think that quote is fantastic, to motivate people, what pushed you in that direction about going through this very serious issue in life that said to you, I need to go out and share this with others and help others?
1: Well, I guess, and I've never been one that considered myself motivational at all, but I knew after my accident, I knew in my heart, there's nothing that was going to stop me from getting back to racing. I knew knew it. And I had a friend tell me that you really need to try to share that, that confidence and once I you know I would go to uh brain injury support meetings support group meetings and uh just talking to them you know I realized that what what they really need is confidence I was very lucky in my brain injury every brain injury is different uh and most of them are not as lucky as I am but you know I I wanted to be able to share that confidence and you know, now that I'm back and and doing well driving a race car, I want to share that confidence with them. I want to sh- show them, hey, you know, just because you can't do this now doesn't mean you can't do it tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. There's always an opportunity. I think it's fantastic. Well, I would like to go back and talk a little bit about a story that instigated that personal passion for cars. I mean, going to that racetrack when you were a little kid, obviously, had a huge influence on you. Is is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy, that you knew
1: you wanted to be a racer? I, I guess, I, you know, it's always been such a, a part of my life. You say I grew up in Ohio. I can remember, you know, with dad taking me down there, and I was watching Freddie Baker in his C-Production XKE battling Logan Blackburn in his C-Production 280Z, and I wow. remember those with a passion. Because I I mean, I was a little guy, but Baker had come through in the Jag and uh, uh, Logan Blackburn would come through in the Z with the tail end hanging out. And and it's just like, I mean, that moved me, you know, and I knew that was that's what I wanted to do.
0: No doubt. Yeah. Well, you're going back to some history there. Jaguar XKEs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Back in the Mm -hmm. 60s. Right.
1: Well, this was actually in the uh, early 80s. I mean, the, the car was a. What you know was a, I think, a late sixties XKE, you know. Oh. But this was in the early eighties that these cars ran c production. Uh, oh, I see. And Baker won the national championship in that car. Wow! So it was a it's cool. a cool deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, let's take a look at the road you've been down and talk about a traumatic series of incidents. I guess we'll talk about your brain injury a little bit here because. I think it's important. I always ask all my guests for a big challenge or a big failure they faced in life. And obviously this is a major part of your life and it's really reconstructed your life as you've rehabilitated and come back from this. So maybe you kind of walk us through some of this and tell us how this experience helped you actually become even more of a person who helps other people because of it. I think that's the best part of the story. If there is a good part of the story.
1: It's And you know, it's, you're right when you say my brain injury was the biggest event in my life. Most people think that is a negative. And it, you know, it put me through two to three years of depression. I went through a lot of rough times financially, personally, but I was able to pull myself out of it. And just that feeling that you pulled yourself out is huge. Um um yeah it began at, i was at middle high my home track and i was in the second weekend with a brand new car i had just built a rotary powered miata gt3 car and i spun that car I was i had qualified third and i dove in on the second place guy who was milton grant and i talked to him and he said i just came by him way too fast in the braking zone and i i got the car loose and i spun and i got into the grass. And I impacted a concrete wall. At that time, Middle Ohio had no tire barriers in front of their concrete. And I impacted that wall that was buried in into the side of the hill. So that didn't move at all with the side of a tube frame car. And a tube frame car isn't designed, especially from the side, to to bend or to collapse at all. And that transmitted all that force to the driver and i i bent my feet over and uh, just you know when you're strapped in you don't think your body's going to move that far where my head hit i didn't have padded on roll cage Um, but i hit my head and i was knocked unconscious actually i wasn't breathing for a while because the weight of my helmet was holding my head down and it was it was almost people call it luck, but it was God. Um, there's a corner worker that wasn't working. Okay. was off duty and she was right there and she saw that my head was down and she actually jumped the fence, got to my car and held my head up until the safety crews arrived. And at that time, then I was able to start breathing again. Um, from there I was went to a hospital in Mansfield um, and then I've life flighted up to Toledo to a hospital and then to another hospital. Been about a month in the hospitals. Uh, I don't remember eight days of my, you know, the day of my accident or the seven days after. And then months of rehab after that. Changed my entire life. Uh, I believe now I can look back and say that was a pivotal moment in my life. And it You know, there's where things can go up or they can go down. And I chose, I said, you know, I'm going up. And I just made that decision and surrounded myself with people that were good to me and people that were good for me. And, they, you know, they helped pull me through. You know, you you said
0: something really important here because when you go through a traumatic injury like that, I've had many racers on this show, many who've been through some really serious, accidents in fact one of my earliest guests on the show david bull who's a publisher who was hit on a motorcycle and became became a quadriplegic and also had brain injury out of it i mean talk about having to come back from a catastrophic injury to this day he's still in a wheelchair and and still you know was challenged by all that but the the nugget you said here there's a couple things and one is having great people around you and the other is finding a way to only move up from that situation. Now, you mentioned you went through a lot of depression for a while, which I can only imagine. So maybe you can help those people out there that might be in a place in life right now listening to the show, where they're in a state of depression, um, where, how did you crawl out of that hole, that dark hole that is just a terrible place to be? So many people suffer from depression, and people that don't suffer from that don't get it. They, they go, well, just buck up. Come on. Just, exactly, you know, exactly. just smile, be better. You can be happy. I mean, how, how, how or what kind of advice could you offer somebody that might be, whether it's very minor or even a major situation of depression, to help them understand there is light on the other end. There is an up out of hole. Well,
1: mine, it was a long process. It's not going to happen quick. Okay. Um, but it comes from controlling your thoughts and not allowing negative thoughts to come into your head. And People how do you do that? To- well, the I had a couple different things because yeah, you can't just say okay, I'm gonna think positive today, okay? Because that doesn't work a lot of times. I had actually found a paragraph at my brother's in my brother's shop. He, he's a, he's a car guy too, and okay, uh, he had yeah. it on the side of a lift, and I took a picture of. it, hmm. And uh, is a quote by Charles Sundell. I would read that quote. I I would probably read it, I'd say, five times a day. I'd read it. I had it. I had it uh, printed out and had it in my toolbox. I had it at work on my computer. I had it on the the mirror in my bedroom. Every time, I'd, I'd just read it. And I kept reading it for months until all of a sudden I realized, you know, well, this is the way I feel. That's true. You no. Know? yeah, and yeah, I, I got it here. I can read it to you if you want. Yes,
0: I, I, I was hoping uh, that you would. Yeah, very much so. Now, yeah. you mentioned was it Charles Lundell?
1: Uh, Charles Swindell. The longer I love, the more I realize the impact of attitude on my life. Attitude to me is more important than the facts, it Is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable the only thing we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. Yeah. And wow. that that last line was the big thing. And it's yep. like, and that's, you know, I've, since then I've, I've gotten into, you know, people call it the power of attraction and the power of love or whatever. But there is power there, okay? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And and it, you draw things to you by what you think. That's why visualizing sitting on the grid before I go out for a race, I'll close my eyes. One In fact, one of the uh, grid girls always you know, thought I was stuck up because I'd always just sit in my car and close my eyes. Close you know, your eyes, and then, yeah. <laughs> and, and then after my accident, I it became a lot more talkative she goes she goes i always thought you were stuck up i said no i was just <laughs> just doing in my own little world you know doing my yeah. thing so <laughs> yeah well
0: wow thanks for sharing really powerful words with us and and i believe you are right it's kind of the old saying that i've heard a lot here on cars yeah henry ford quote i think it was attributed to whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right exactly. and it all exactly. has to do with attitude wow powerful mm-hmm. words thank you for sharing that wonderful well let's shift gears and in- and talk about a big aha moment that you had. I think you've probably had a few of these in your life. Here, tell us about one that's really created something new and maybe taken you down a new path.
1: Yeah, I guess as far as and this has to do with with my racing. But at a i i started you know I started auto crossing at sixteen years old uh, in what nineteen eighty two, and then started road racing in nineteen eighty nine. And this was in 1992 and it was at middle Ohio again. And Mm -hmm. I was in a group of four different classes in a 62 car field at middle Ohio, which was insane. That's a lot of cars on middle Ohio, but I had during that race, I felt like my, like my body core was part of the car. And my arms and legs were working separately and just doing their own thing. And my eyes were interpreting what was coming, you know, and, and I just felt totally at one with the car. And in that race, I won that race of 62 cars overall. And I set a lap record. And it was, it was at that time that it was like, you know, it was like, you know, this, this is something I want to, I have a talent here, you know, and it's like, and it, I mean, it just made me, you know, it made me feel so good. When I was little, I grew up on dirt bikes and, uh, you know, I'd just go out and I'd ride my bike as fast as I could over and over and over, you know, and it it gave me that type of feeling, you know, just, just that pure, pure joy.
0: John had a need for speed as they say. So yeah, just built into your... Into your DNA. Oh, very cool story. I love it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first really special car or maybe your first special race car, whichever one you'd like to discuss and maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle.
1: Well, actually, I can do kill two birds with one stone because okay. my first special car and my first race car were the same. Um, all right. And because it was my car in high school. So it's a car that I remember dating in and, and, and all that kind of high school stuff. And then I, after high school, I built that into my first race car. And that was a, the car that I won that race at middle Ohio with 62 other cars and set a lab wow. record. Uh, wow! So that car, you know, I, now I can honestly say now, cause I build my own race cars and everything. Now I look at cars, as tools, or race cars as tools, street cars as, you know, they're, they're cool. You know, I like them, but they're, I I don't get as attached to them like I used to. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of car was that again? It was actually, it was a 74 Opel Manta Rally. You can, well, that's, (laughs) that's a different kind of car to have as a high school kid. Yeah, and I had I had two different seventy four rallies in high school, a white one and a green one, and I've had probably seven or eight or ten or twelve or who knows how many since. And I was a uh, big on opals for a while. I raced those for quite a few years before I started racing rotaries. So
0: yeah, that's a very mm-hmm. different car. I mean, you just don't see those around. Cool little coupe uh, mm-hmm. car. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of of the same thing. Yeah, two door coupe, but. Yep. It just, yeah, it, yeah, very, fast, very, fast. very, very cool yeah. little car. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I like that. Yep. Well, how about Sellers Remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you really wish you had back?
1: The one thing I kind of cringe at a little bit was my uh, my first rotary race car was the RX-3, okay? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and the class I ran in was GT3, which was a class that allowed two frames and a lot of modifications. and. Mm-hmm. uh I got this car and kind of butchered it in a way because I put a quick change rear end in it, you know, different tranny. I switched it over to double A arm front suspension. And then I sold it when I built my other car. But then after I sold it, I found out that that was Ron Tambreen's old IMSA RS car.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh gosh. And
1: and I made me cringe some because I, I cut this car up and it's like, you know, man, yeah. that car is worth a ton as a, as a vintage car, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. that's the one I kind of, kind of regret letting go and yeah. or not so much letting go, but <laughs> it kind of, a uh, butcher in chopping chopping it, chopping it, it up a car.
0: exactly so well at least you you didn't do it knowing that it came after the fact no, so we we, we can't put too many penalty points <laughs> yeah. against you for that lap yeah. but uh yeah. wow very cool now that's a neat car that would have been cool to have well I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about being a TBI advocate and survivor. TBI, of course, traumatic brain injury. And then also uh, I want to talk a little bit about this new RSU, the Racing Safety United. That is all about injury awareness. It's related a lot to racing, if you will, and that kind of thing. And I know that we had a couple days ago, Preston Calvert, who's a fellow racer. And he's involved in this group as well, the RSU group. So tell us a little bit about what you're working on these days, and what has you excited and fired up. A couple things.
1: Um, I've gotten, like I said, I've gotten back in, you know, into racing. And uh, I've, there's a GT3 challenge this year presented by MPI. That's Mad, Mad Max Pappas, and they're doing a series of of like five or six different races. And the first one's actually uh, beginning in November here at Road Atlanta. I bought another car just to do that one because my new car is not going to be done yet. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go down there and race that. And what I, I've had a vision of tying my speaking into brain injury survivors and my racing, tying it together somehow. Okay. Yeah. And I would, I, I would love to do that in Trans Am or something eventually, but it's like, you know, I can start doing this now at my level uh, but my idea is to go down there and get with a brain injury group, invite them out to the track, you know, speak to them, mm-hmm. let them know what's going on, and just let them, let them experience the the thrill of road racing, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now, with these, is your vision of these people who they've had an injury and they're recuperating? They're in the process of recuperating, or they've already recuperated, or uh, both,
1: what's your vision of who are, these folks are? When I go, like say, I, I, I still go to, uh, TBI support group meetings every once in a while. Okay. And mm-hmm. there's, that's where you meet people that have had an injury for six months or six years or whatever, you know. Okay. But they're, they're there for a reason. They're there, um, because they, they want to talk. They want to share their, the other people are there because they want to help. So it brings a, you know, kind of a vast, Vast group of people.
0: Well, I think it's tremendous and very noble. And I think, uh, well, you know, and I've learned this through listening to well over a thousand people here on Karjan now that we as human beings, when we are truly happy, is when we are helping others. And it's come through over and over and over. I always share that with people. I get invited to be a keynote speaker and a speaker at many events. And I always share that story that that is the way you become fulfilled as a human being. And you may not think it's true, but it really is. And I think, John, you're a tremendous example of that. Uh, unfortunately, you had to go through what you went through to get to that point. But I think it's great that you share your story and you're helping other folks out there. And I think there's a tremendous amount of, oh, you know, you're welcome, validity that comes to it because you have been through this. So people can't say, well, you don't really understand. And you can mm-hmm. say no. I get
1: exactly. it, dude. I, I've been I, there. No, I can, and that's where I can look into the eyes of a brain injury survivor, and I connect yeah. to them. I yeah, see it absolutely. in their eyes. I can yeah. feel. You know, I can feel their pain. So yeah, but the, tremendous. Uh, the uh, RSU group uh, that is a very that's a new thing that I'm just gotten into that I'm real excited about we're going to have our first meeting here, um, in Indianapolis at the PRI show, nice. um, just, you know, in December. Uh, yeah. but that's a group of about 29, 30 people. I think right now, I, but me and actually Jerry Nadu are, I believe are the only real survivors that are on that. Um, uh, and it's, it's the, you know, we, we kind of feel a little funny because it's like, like Preston Calvert, you know, who's a a great neurosurgeon, and and yes. all these great, you know, team builders and and business people and racers and and you know, here we are, survivors, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I think we will actually be able to bring a good, a different information to to them.
0: Oh, you know, absolutely. I, I do
1: believe that as survivors, we need to be on there on that group. In that group, and be able, be able to express things. So, I'm excited about. I think you with should them. be.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think it's tremendous. Uh, we'll put links to the Racing Safety United (RSU) group. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to have some more people that are on this or part of this group. I should say, uh, aside from John here in Calvert on the show. I think it's a tremendous opportunity for you to give back and also contribute and uh, and help a whole lot of people. So, fantastic. Well, John, here's a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you were a car sitting in a garage or a race car, what would
1: you be and why? <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um <laughs> uh, you know, as much as I'd like to be a Ferrari or something like that, I'm not. Uh, yeah, what do we would all? Say, <laughs> <laughs> I would say I am I'm about uh 76280 two A D C <laughs> and that, oh, that may okay. sound a little funny. Uh but but uh, that's because I still, I still look and I sound good. Uh, <laughs> if I keep up on, keep up, up or, you know, I'm a- able to, to to get some admiring glances from an older generation. And as yeah. long as I keep up on the latest technology and keep myself in good shape, I can still perform well. There <laughs> so you go. Nice.
0: <laughs> Nicely said, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it, nicely said. That's why I love that question. It brings out some very good answers. Well John, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's car's yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kid spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. dot com garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay John, we're back. We're entering the last lap. This is a place you've been many times that white flag's out. Time to put your foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive
1: or racing advice you've ever received? Fix one thing at a time. And don't pick anything apart until you know why you're taking it apart. Nicely
0: said. Where were you when I was vintage racing? I should, have, I should have put that up on the wall. How many things did I mess up? Oh, my gosh. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years?
1: Uh, persistence. Uh, but yeah. Never give up. You know, Fall yeah. down. Get back up.
0: Yep. Tenacity. You know, of all the racers I've had on the show, every single one of them, hundreds of them, Never give up. Those are the words. That's obviously the racers' creed. Now, do you have a resource that you think our other listeners would really enjoy?
1: Uh, actually, and I just confirmed this again last weekend. My biggest resource, as far as racing, is older racers and ah, okay. racers that yeah. have. There's when you're at the track. There's a million people that want to tell you how something done or how it works <laughs> yeah. or why you should do this or why you should do that. Yeah, But the talk to the guy that's been he may not be the fastest guy but the guy that's been there 30, 40 years and yeah. just is doing it because he loves it and he's the guy that knows how things work. Very good advice.
0: Now if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry or racing industry living or deceased, who would that person be? Mm, that's a tough one. There's Two
1: people that come to mind for me, Paul Newman is one. I respect him tremendously as a person and as a racer. I try to try to emulate him in my life. He's a great role model. And then the other one, which is a little intimidating to me, is actually Ayrton Senna. Um, oh. I was never a Senna fan before, you know, before his death. But then the more I read about him after my accident, the more I I read and his quotes and his thinking and his mindset was what I used to recover from my TPI. Really? Yeah. His mindset is, he is a very, very deep person. And that's why I would say it'd be a little intimidating because, you know, I like conversations like that, but I, I don't know if I'm that deep. (laughs) You know? <laughs> very very deep person.
0: Yeah, he was. I I'd love to be able to sit down with him. He's he's one of my racing heroes. Um. Yeah. In fact, I even have one of his quotes that I I keep on my business cards because uh, I just really admire the way he thought about things. So yeah, Ayrton Senna. That would be fantastic. Well, how about a book? Is there a book you've read you think our listeners would enjoy? Uh,
1: the book that has helped me the most. I am honestly going to say is the Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is so much confirmation and it may be worded a little funny and, but you can read different passages at different times in your life and get totally different meanings. You know, they call it the living Bible for a reason because it speaks to you for what you're going through, whether it's PBI recovery or trying to win a race. You know, there you go.
0: Nicely said. Or trying to win a race. Or just the race Mm -hmm. of life (laughs) in general. Very nice. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these resources that John has shared on his Cars show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in John Mills, and that page will pop right up. All right, John, we are up to the checkered flag. Something else you've seen many times in your life. And this last question, well, it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car. Vintage race car, old race car, whatever you want. Something kind of fun. Not a daily driver. Something unique and different. But there's a couple rules to this game. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other racing parts with. You got to keep it. You got to drive it. No garage queens. But money is no object today, John. So
1: what can I buy you? I would go for a 66 427 Cobra. Oh. That that is the (laughs) year I was born. And that is... As was my dream car for a long time growing up, I've had the opportunity to drive an exact 427 replica, an authentic replica. And they're a very brutish, you know, it's a, it's an experience, but that, yeah. those are the kind of cars I like, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily like being comfortable when I'm driving. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say, you, yeah, you can <laughs> at times, but you know, that's like, I have a 72 Chevy pickup. But, you know, that's going to be that I'm working on. That's, I'm going to rat rod that. And that's going to be my daily driver here in a bit. So. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. I like you, John.
0: What a great thing. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you picked kind of a, if I, I can find your real one, a six, real 66-427 Cobra, mm-hmm. that's going to be a little pricey. But you know what? I've got a good friend named Lance Stander, who owns Superformance. And uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe I could have him build you something pretty darn special that uh, there you would bring a smile to your face. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he and his team are giving some awesome rides, some drifting rides at SEMA. Uh, and, uh, oh, my gosh, yeah, you better hold on. Those things have incredible power. Great group of people there at Superformance. Well, John, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 66-427 Cobra?
1: A couple things, and from again, from learning from my accident, um, never take life for granted. We, you know, We don't know when God is going to call our name. If you love someone, tell them. If you admire someone, tell them. If somebody inspires you, tell them You think these people may appear strong, but your words may be the reinforcement that they need to get them through what they're going through. End it with uh, a quote from Eric Senna. He said, we are made of emotions. We're all looking for emotions. It's only the quest of finding a way to experience them.
0: Nice. And Very nice.
1: Connecting with car guys is where that comes from you know. Yeah. Well said. Well said.
0: What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing these days?
1: Well, of course I'm on Facebook and I have uh two different websites. I have johnmillsracing.com and then I have a TBI site dedicated to traumatic brain injury dot johnmillstbi.com. And I'm going to keep those updated as far as my racing in the GT3 challenge. Um but they have uh I haven't blogged on there for a while. I did did for actually probably three or four years after my accident. I blogged on mm-hmm. there. Those are those are good places. Awesome. Places well go. listeners,
0: I'll make sure I put links to those on John's show notes page and the Cars yeah website. Just go to the website at com. type in John Mills. That page will pop up and you'll find John Mills Racing dot com, John Mills TBI dot com and his Facebook page. And I think this is a guy you should follow along. Certainly an inspiration to all of us, John. I really appreciate you spending some time with me today, sharing your expertise, sharing your experiences with the listeners here at Cars. Yeah. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. See you, Mark. Thank you. You take care of your cars.